the first Sunday of the year. We've made it to 2018. Some of us are shouting, I made it because it was some, some issues going on. I don't know if I would have seen 2017 pass quicker, but I'm glad that it did pass. Aren't you glad that our God is faithful? He is faithful in such a way that he desires for us to know him intimately. He wants us to know him so much uh, that he invited you to meet him. And catch this, catch this. He personally gave you the invitation. I I want you to understand that he did not send somebody else. Uh, He came himself so that we might know him. Uh, You you understand that we celebrate Christmas because we're celebrating God himself coming to invite us to be with him. Uh, I I wish the church could get excited about that. God wants to meet you. Uh, I wish that one more person that could just say, hey, man, preach. I'm glad God wants to meet me. Uh, It seems like you don't understand uh, how great God is uh, that think about it, that the president don't stop by your house and invite you to come to the White House. I wish I had one more witness here. Uh, A celebrity does not fly from their house and come to your house to say, would you like to watch my movie that's opening this weekend with me at my house? No, 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 no. They don't care about you like that. But you showing up will wait in line. To see them, but God himself came down to earth so that you can see him and he can let you know that this is going to be better when I see you again. Do you understand that God wants us to know him? And in order for us to know him, he said, I first got to show you me. Think about how we come to know people by how they reveal themselves to us. And now sometimes when we get close to people, and I'm talking to somebody here, that when you get close to them, you find out who they really are, you start realizing, what did I get myself into? Uh, sometimes you start realizing that their breath is not always fresh. I wish I had one more witness here. You, you, you start to realize that they don't always have everything in order. Uh, you start realizing that things that don't always seem what they are, but because I love you and I want to be with you, I can put up with this. Uh, you, you understand? Now, many of you, many of you uh, might have a New Year's resolution of how to be healthier this year. And you're not alone because everybody does it at the beginning of the year. This year, I'm going to be in better health. For that's why many memberships try to give you a free month in January just to get you in. And then they try to hustle you and say, hey, just try this out for this low fee. And then they get your credit card number. Next thing you know, they start charging every month. You didn't show up. But they getting paid because they got you hooked in because you start off great. I'm going to start off great. I'm going to get my health right. You see, many of us realize that to work out means it takes dedication. And, and to take dedication means that you have to make up your mind that I'm going to work at this each and every day. Do, do you understand that in order for us to work on a relationship, it takes dedication? And you have to make your mind, I'm going to work on this each and every day. Do you understand that God's people are called to maintain unity? Y'all quiet on me. 
I see I'm going to have to preach hard today. God's called us to a great hope, and this great hope is our eternal salvation through Christ Jesus. Do you understand? That's involving reconciliation, taking what was broken and making it one. Where we get the word atonement, which means at one mint. And when you have a complete unit, you have one Peace. I, I, I'm, I'm breaking it down for them. I'm preaching hard, I'm preaching. I'm preaching it. I'm preaching it hard. Do you understand that when things are come together, it becomes a unit. It becomes one. God wants unity because there's one God. Oh, I wish I had one more person that can understand that God wants us to maintain what He's already started. So we ought to live out our hope, the harmony and unity God's called us in love. See, it, it takes dedication. Uh, many people make their New Year's resolutions and break it before January ends. But I want to encourage you that you don't need to make a New Year's resolution. And just make a commitment to God. Because God can put up with your mess. And if God can put up with your mess, I hope you're sitting next to somebody alive. You can put up with who you're sitting next to. Hello, somebody. See, just like exercise, you got to have days to work. You got your arms day. You got your chest days. You got your leg days. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about here. And you got, then you have your days that you don't do anything but cardiovascular and you, and you work on your aerobics. And you got your down days and, and your rest days because you got to have a day off so that your body can recover. But do you understand that when you're exercising and when you're working out, what you're doing is that you are tearing up and destroying those muscles and pushing them to a limit of exhaustion and in order so that they can bear the work the next day. Do you understand that you beat them down so much that they can rest, but yet they can endure, they can wait and restore so that they can do it again the next day. That's why you get stronger. That's why you start realizing that I started out this workout on videotape and I was out of breath the first five minutes, but now I'm 20 minutes in. And I'm getting better. Why? Because you stay dedicated and you kept on working on it and following the prowess. I had one more witness here to understand that if I keep on working at it and pressing myself and realize it takes endurance, it takes patience, it takes dedication, I can see the goal at the end. You will be able to like to be on one of those commercials, the before and the after. I used to look like this, but now I look like this. You can let them know that look how I changed because I was dedicated to the process. I want to encourage you to understand that what God has given us instructions, if you stay dedicated, you too can see unity happening in your life. So live out your calling. Look what the text tells us. He says that, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you. Some translation says, urge you. To lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. See, now, this we pick up here in the fourth chapter. And since we are in the fourth chapter, that means that what? There's three more chapters. And so you look ahead of time, Paul prays, I pray that the God, hallelujah, will enlighten you and open up the eyes of your, uh, open up the eyes of your heart to your calling. God, God wants you to know what he's called you to. Y'all with me in Ephesians? We right there in the text. 
Ephesians 4th chapter, he says, I urge you. But if you go back to the first chapter, you can say that I pray that God will enlighten you over the eyes of your heart to the hope of the calling in Christ Jesus. This is a common theme here in this letter about a hope and a calling. And what is the hope and what is the calling? I'm, a- I'm glad you're asking good questions today. The hope is your faith that you have put in Jesus Christ. The calling is your response to the faith you put in Jesus Christ, that you will walk out a life in obedience to God under the influence of the Holy Spirit, because once you get Christ, you get the Spirit, you got God the Father, that's three in one, y'all see the theme here, unity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, like Pastor Brandon like to say, the Holy Ghost, you see the power moving, I, I'm, let me slow myself down, because I'm getting excited here, because I know about the power. Remember what your calling involves. Look, look, look what it says. That I urge you to walk worthy of your calling. And then he has some qualifications here. Always. Can somebody say always? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Say it one more time. Always. Some, somebody say it one more time. Always. Now, y'all said it loud, but I don't think y'all saw what it says afterwards. Be humble. Had to let that sit for a moment. We don't, we don't always be humble. But the text calls us to always be humble. Lord, have mercy. As I'm reading this text right now before you, I'm getting beat up the same day I was preparing to preach it. Because I know right now God was talking straight to me, Sam, you need to always be humble. But God, but when I'm right, nope, be humble. But God, when I got the right thing to say, nope, be humble. Like God, but I got one more thing to say, nope, be humble. God, but, man. Always be humble. See, I could talk about me because I want to get right. I don't know about y'all, but y'all sitting there, y'all look at me like, Pastor, need to work it out. I'm telling you here that the Holy Spirit, if it's in you, you can say, Lord, I need to be confessed because I haven't always be humble. I had to get the last word. I, I had to tell somebody I did it right. I had to tell somebody I already knew that. I had to let everybody know that you didn't tell me nothing new. I told it to you first. So we always feel ourselves in a situation that we want to be in charge, like we know it all. But yet God is saying it does not matter. But it does matter if you're humble. God gives grace to the humble. But he opposes the proud. Think of, I, I want to help somebody today. Think about many of the arguments you have is with someone who's prideful because they are not listening to you. They're not listening to you because what? They already made their mind up, I'm better, or I already have that answer. So nothing you're saying to me is going to contribute. I already have everything. And how you get upset and you get angry with that person. But now, look in the mirror. When, when, when that becomes you, do you get as angry? Do you see the same disgusting and upsetting character? We need to take the time out to realize that when we're getting angry at somebody else, we might realize I might be doing the same thing. Oftentimes, the things you hate most is your own vices. You hate people being late, but you're late all the time. You had people not paying you back, but you got debts too. And so think about the issues that we have against somebody else are the own issues that we haven't dealt with yet. That's why Christ taught us that before you go judge somebody else, first get this speck out your own eye. 
we, you know, we, 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 we have the modern saying, right, that, you, you know, those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. We, we understand that we, too, have issues that we need to address. So be careful how you judge. So remember, your calling involves always be humble. That means that I, I don't have to have the last word. I don't have to be right. I'm getting convicted as I say that. See that? I'm telling you, see that? If we can truly realize that there's times that humility needs to show up, that we can just be quiet and get beat up. Hello, somebody. Now, you can let somebody tear you down and you cannot say a word. Hello, Jesus. Y- y'all know they, they, they were cursing at him. They were yelling that they beat him down and, and, and he just looked at them. Lord, have mercy. If Christ can do that for us, and he was always right, and what he says was always right, he did no wrong. If he can be quiet in the midst of, of being cursed and being criticized, and yet pray for them, mm, forgive them, and love them, then I too must learn how to always be humble. But not always be humble, but also look what the New Living Channel says. Always what? Gentle. Gentle. You understand that these are nothing new to us in the aspect when you look at the fruit of the Spirit. So if God is in you, then this is in you. And if this is in you, then how come you're not practicing it? That's why we have to always submit. To the spirit. Tell your neighbor, submit to the spirit. Because when we submit to the spirit, we're no longer living in the flesh, but living in the spirit. And the spirit will help us work for the common goal of unity. The spirit wants to do what God's called us to do. And God is about reconciliation and healing. He's not about how to say words for division. He's not how can I destroy you, but how can I build you up? So we need to submit to have unity. Know what my calling, my calling involves me to be humble. My calling involves me to be gentle. But look there, it it does not stop there. It also says be patient with each other. And, and it didn't stop there. Why, why do I got to be patient? You know what patience means, right? And, you know, putting up with something. It's not putting up what you like, but putting up with stuff you don't like. Yeah, 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 Father, that's where patience comes. You, when you're waiting for what you want, that's not patience. Yeah, I wish I had some one more witness. Uh, you don't mind waiting for what you want. That's not patience. Patience involves putting up with stuff you don't like. Y'all not, y'all, y'all not hearing me. Look, look, look right here in the text. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Uh, do, do you see how that reads? It, reads? it says here that you should be patient with each other, making allowance for each other. It's pointing out to here that if I'm patient means I am putting up with you and I am tolerating or I'm enduring or I am bearing even the issues that are around you. Let me help you out. Many of us, we, we, we know Peanuts and Charlie Brown. And, and when you see Peanuts and Charlie Brown, right, you see all the different characters. And there's one character that they tolerated. 
and it seemed like they tolerated this character because this character came to all the parties. Pigpen. Pigpen was never clean, but he, he was at every party. They tolerated him being dirty. Pigpen could go to anybody's house. He was at everybody's party. Think about it. If you knew a Pigpen, you'd be like, everybody could come but Pigpen. I'm not going to shampoo my carpet because Pigpen came over. Nope, 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 not doing it. Pigpen not going to sit on my good furniture. Not going to dance all over my carpet. But Pigpen is right there like everybody else. He out there dancing like everybody else. And think about it. They tolerate. They put up with him. Every character got their own issues, right? And they tolerate one another. Tolerate Bossy Lucy. Tolerate Charlie Brown not catching a fly ball. <laughs> they tolerate. Think about it. And so when you have patience, you put up with stuff. And look what it says. Through love. This is demonstrated because of the power that's in us. Because God loves us that we ought to be patient and tolerable with people. Something encouraging. When someone's getting on your last nerve, I want you to think about how I have to choose to love them. It's a conscious decision you have to make that instead of saying the wrong word, I'm going to say the right word. And now let me help you out. Let me out. This is how you say the right word. The right word does not go say, you better be glad I'm saved. That that's not the right word. That's the wrong word. That's letting you know that you really, I, I want to say something to you, but I'm not going to say it. The right word be say, I love you. The right word say, you know what, let's pray about this. The right word to say is sometimes just nothing. You see, the right word helps us to, to turn away wrath and anger. Proverbs 15.1 says, a harsh word stirs up anger, but a gentle answer turns away wrath. We need to learn to be gentle and kind and loving and stop using that excuse. I'm just telling the truth. I, I, I want to encourage you, if God told the truth about you to everybody, I guarantee you won't want to show your face. But yet God is gentle. Hello, somebody. And loving that he don't tell everybody about your business. So what gives you the right to tell everybody about their business? Well, I'm not gossip. I'm just telling the truth. When you are destroying somebody's character and you're not building them up, that's not what God has called you to do. See, unity is for us. So if you're suffering, then I'm suffering. If you're in pain, I'm in pain. Unity involves that we're in this together. So we must submit through love. Y'all see that there in the text? And and I want to highlight here that it's implied here is that unity has forgiveness. To always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love shows us how God has forgiven us. Think about bearing someone is the attitude to endure their messy life with the love of forgiveness. To forgive is to let go. Tell your neighbor to forgive is to let go. Sometimes we may forgive to means like I won't remember. Forgive means this, that I remember to let go. Tell your neighbor, remember to let go. See, that's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is I remember to let go of the grudge. To remember to let go of the malice. To remember to let go of the mess that you keep on doing every time. You say you're not going to do it again, but you do it every time. I'm going to remember to let it go. For example, you know, someone just, you know, wants to cook you a meal. And 
you, they cook the meal for you. You let them know that, you know what, I don't like ketchup on my french fries. So the next time they give you the same meal, but they put ketchup on your french fries. You remember to let it go and say, thank you for the meal. Y'all yeah, quiet on me. You could say, didn't I tell you I don't like ketchup? The whole meal is ruined. I don't want it. But you could say, thank you for the meal. And you eat all the french fries that don't got ketchup on them. You just eat them up. You see, you will understand how to love somebody. I realize that they did this out of love. They didn't do this to spitefully get mad at me. They want to do something for me, but yet they forgot a little detail that I shared with them. So how can I allow that little detail become an argument over something that does not matter? I got a few people with me. Do you see that forgive is to let go, is to let go, is to remember that no matter when it comes, I'm going to let it go. Let me help you out. God has let go of your sin. Your sins show up each and every day because you're still alive. And them same issues are still in you. That's, it. That's why he who's begun a good work will complete it until Jesus Christ comes back because God is still working on our hearts. And so every morning you wake up, you, if you curse in the past, you still got a cursing tongue. Hello, somebody. And if the right person on the wrong day shows up, showing up, you're going to bless them with your bad vocabulary. But yet, by the grace of God, on that same wrong day, if you had your prayer time and, and you spent some time with God, he will help quiet that tongue and say, Lord, help me. And you understand that God is working in you, and he says, well, I'm helping you to remember that I've forgiven you. That's why we, we confess each and every day. The Bible reminds us that he is faithful. To cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But before that says, if you confess your sins. See, if you confess your sins, he will forgive. You see, God wants to let go. He wants to let go of the bondage and the things that's hurting the relationship. We have hold on to things. Think about how relationships would be a whole lot better if relationship was sort of like the airport. That you had to check luggage. Y'all quiet on me. That you come up to get on the airplane of a relationship. And it said, first declare your luggage. And they open it up. Nope. Oh, you got, you got jealousy. Uh, you got envy. You got greed. You got a temper problem. Uh, you got debt. Uh, you can't get on the plane. <laughs> Imagine we start checking luggage, right? A lot of us wouldn't have been in a relationship because we'd have been revealed the whole time. You got a whole lot of issues. I'm not taking this on the plane. But yet here it is that when we love somebody, bring all your luggage. Get on the plane, and we're going to deal with it later. Y'all follow me here. That we understand if I love you, I'm able to endure, I'll be patient, I'll tolerate with some of the mess. You see how God wants us to know that he can change us and transform us. And many of the issues that we have, he can remove those baggages. And think about how many of us have downsides, that we used to have a whole lot of luggage. Now we downsize. Now all we got is a carry-on. Now all we need is in that carry-on. And we find out that carry-on, all I need is Jesus. <laughs> as long as I got Jesus with me, hello somebody, I know I can make it through any trial and any tribulation. You see here that when we allow him to get in us, look what it says here. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit Binding yourselves together with what? Peace. You, you see here that once you have un- embraced forgiveness, you have peace. 
that unity that spirits in you, that's what's keeping together. Think about it. If you want peace in your house, you got to learn how to forgive. I, I'm, saying, I'm saying some truth here. I, I wish y'all could help me preach this to your neighbor. Let them know you need to get peace in your house. Because when we allow God to come in, he gives us that peace. <clears throat> now, some of you are saying that I wish someone was he, else was here to listen to this message. Let me help you out. You can bring that message right to them by bringing the peace that's in you into that house. You can be the one to initiate that peace. He said, you know what, God, I'm going to quiet my tongue today. I'm going to let them go off and make them feel good about themselves. But, yeah, I'm just going to stand here and be quiet. And then when they're ready to listen, then I will speak. But I'm not going to add on to the followers. Add one more witness here. Now, you can make up your mind and say, you know what, I'm not going to fall into the trap today. That I'm going to let them have an argument over stuff that don't matter. But, God, I'm going to say, after they get done with them, say, do you want to pray about it? Yeah, 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 see how it works there? See if they want to pray about it. They don't want to pray about it. Obviously, they got a bigger issue. The issue is not with you. They got to work it out with God. Let me help somebody out. If you can't go to God, then the issue is with God. Y'all quiet on me. Sometimes we have fights with vertical, you know, a vertical, but yet we do it horizontally. Because I can see you, and I can take my anger out on you, but I don't see God. But if we take the time and say, you know what, God, we want you to come into this place and God can bring peace. God can bring unity. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so you see here that when we got that spirit in us, hallelujah, it binds us with peace. And then look what verse 4 said, for there is what? One body, one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope. For the future, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who's over all and in all and living through all. Y'all see all that one there? We ought to be one as he is one. In order for us to be one, we have to submit to the one. And in order to submit to the one, he has to be Lord. You see, there's one Lord. One faith. One baptism. One. Notice how one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father over all and through all and in all. And this is all through Christ Jesus. You see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three. In one. The triune God shows us what unity looks like. God, think about it. Think about it. And when it says, let us make man our own image. We get the plural of, of Elohim. And, and so the royal, it's called a, a royalty plural. That oftentimes majesty would do that in a plurality and saying, let us. And But here it is that we have God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Ghost, says, let us make man in our own image. And he made them male and female. And, and notice that God made us in his image and wants all of us to participate with his conduct and his character. 
For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. The son says that I got to go away from here, but I won't leave you comfortless. But yet my father will send you the Holy Spirit. Oh, my goodness. Y'all just see the interaction there. You got God the father interacting his with his people with the son. And the son says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. That's one faith, one baptism, one God the father over all, through all, and in us all. So you see, the triune God shows us what unity looks like. There's equality. Imagine a place of equality where everyone is equal. What you say matters. What I say matters. We come in agreement. We work together. You see, that's what unity looks like. Unity looks like when we can come together and be one, though we may be different. I remember as a child, there's a, some cartoons I like that involve Transformers and Voltron. Transformers, they would transform, but yet the big ones, you could get little small ones, and they had the Destructicon. And Destructicon was all these little they were Decepticons that were all kind of, of, of tractors and trucks and cement mixers, but yet they formed together to make one big character. One would have the legs, and one another be another leg, one be another arm, one be another one be the torso that would turn into the head. And I remember Voltron. Voltron had the five lines. You would get your green line, yellow line, the green line, pink line, and the black line. And the black line had the torso to film into the, the head. And mama knew I love me some Voltron. See, I got Voltron for Christmas. I play with that bad boy all day. Oh, Lord have mercy. And, 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 and when I got Voltron, check it out, check it out. When I got Voltron, catch this, I didn't get the right Voltron. There's two different Voltrons. There's the Lion Voltron, and then there's the Vehicle Voltron. My mama got me the Vehicle Voltron. I didn't complain. I said, thank you, mama. And I played with Voltron. I was at one. <laughs> I, I was grateful for the gift my mother gave me. I want you to grab you. Y'all see that in the text? That God gives us what we need. And it will satisfy you. When I got that toy, I was satisfied. I was looking for one thing but got another. But, yeah, I played with that as if it was the lions. I flew those bad boys around the house. They were destroying everything in the house. You know how you know. You got your laser gun. Choo -choo 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 -choo. You know, enemies were all around. United, Voltron could beat anybody. You understand that when we're united, the enemy cannot stand against us. Because when we are God's church, the gates of hell cannot prevail. So when we are united, hallelujah, through God, think about how the enemy wants to destroy your household, but yet when you got unity, hallelujah, you got peace in the house, though there may be war on the outside, you got peace all on the inside, <laughs> though there be conflicts all around you, but you got peace on the inside, and, and you know why you got peace on, on the inside? Because of one God, and, and this one God is the God of peace, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the Emmanuel, God with us, he's the prince of peace. <laughs> and, and what you have, when you have peace in you, you got peace of God in you. Hallelujah. And every peace that God places in us, when it comes together, we can form mighty Voltron. I wish I had one more witness here. And we can stand united. <laughs> one can be the feet. One can be the hand. And you know the line one, then the hands come together, they can form a sword. And the sword is the word of God. And you can use the power of God's word to bring forth unity and peace in your life. So you see our word will come forth because the word is in you. And the word is the son of God. 
Oh, glory be to God. Do you, do you see the theme here, this hope? We have one hope, one calling, which comes from God. And if we're not on the same team, then we're playing against each other. And we know that when a team is fighting amongst each other, they don't win. But when we, when we are playing together and we're on the same team, we win together. Oh, glory be to God. You, you, you know how, how when everybody wins a championship, they all get a ring. Lord have mercy. The manager gets a ring. The commentator gets a ring. All the trainers, the assistant coaches, the ones that were on the practice team, the ones that saw no field, no court, they get a ring. Lord have mercy. Matter of fact, I found this out, that even when you win the high school state tournament, the superintendent gets a medal. Because they're on the same team. That's my district. If my district wins, I get a medal. That's something. Then that's shooting out one hoop. Then it's so bad with one practice. But they can get a medal. I'm so glad that God can work it out. That we don't have to do anything but just trust in him. And we're on the same winning team. It was his body nailed to the cross. It was his blood that was shed. But we share in the victory. Oh, glory be to God. We have unity. Just call on the name of Jesus. Good day now, Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to testify. I am unified with Christ. He's alive in me because he died for me. He rose from the grave with all power in his hand. So I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to talk with him. I'm going to submit to his holy will. I'm going to learn each and every day to always be humble, gentle, and patient, tolerating other people's mess with love because God puts up with my mess each and every day. I'm trying to leave you alone, but my soul just got happy to think about how good and pleasant is God's presence in our lives. Oh, can you just join me? Just worship him. You can just wave your hand. Just worship him. Say, Lord, just thank you for putting up with my mess. Oh, glory. Thank you, Lord, for being patient with me as I'm trying to get it together. Thank you, Lord, for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit And, Lord, we want to walk in the hope of your calling with all humility. Guide us into your presence, Lord, we pray. Amen.